We are back, gentlemen, with another episode of the Dirty Laundry Game Worn Hockey Podcast. Uh, sorry, we were we're supposed to have already had this episode done and out, but uh, thanks to a uh, crazy ass storm that came through Springfield area last week, eighty mile an hour plus winds, five tornadoes dropped within fifty miles of my house. Uh, one of the trees ripped the power lines off my house. So I had to have an electrician come in and rehook everything. So. I lost power Thursday afternoon and got it back Sunday morning. So um, luckily, other than losing some stuff out of the fridge, no other damage, just a big ass annoyance. There are some parts of our area that won't have power for another four or five days for the amount of power lines and stuff. Out. So wherever you are listening to this, uh, be glad, especially recently here. It's been 100, 105. So, um, yeah. All right. On to... Lots of hockey talk. Uh, kind of would we'll touch base on anything else going on in the hobby right now. Uh, there are some different expos coming up. Of course, uh, Paul Rank, who, who could join us tonight, is he's at the the Sharks uh, prospect camp. Blues just did finish theirs up this past weekend, but Paul's uh, as he's sending me pictures just before we started the pod at the the ice level bar. That's the uh, the appropriate location to watch these prospects. Uh, of course, you have the the German. Um, Expo coming up, which which Paul and his wife and some others are going to. Um, so make sure if, if you want to go over to, to Germany in October. No, August. I'm sorry. Um, and then there was one other one I saw dropped, and now I've lost the date in front of me. I'll see if I can dig that up in a few. Gentlemen, you got any rando hobby news before we get into the big topic of this evening? Oh, well, thanks. Seeing some of the jerks in Winnipeg in a few weeks. Uh, Pat is organizing a very small small event not even called an expo i think it's technically called a collector's meeting so uh hey that's that's see now we're getting fancy words you have to wear a suit and tie too collector's meeting <laughs> collector's meeting so we just basically sit there and oh, kind of like paw and like no it, it's a it's a good group of guys up there and i'm, I'm excited to see them uh i'm glad that because they had a huge one this spring uh that was open to the public and uh it was a little bit more diverse but this one is just going to be uh, the usual suspects in terms of jerseys. And I, I kind of like the smaller niche ones like this. And, and real quick, I did get, uh, it's the World Game Worn Expo, uh, 26th and 27th of August in Dusseldorf, Germany. Um, nice. First World Game Worn Jersey Expo. I love that, that there's ones in, in other uh, countries now. Absolutely. Uh, Dan, you got anything uh, Jersey-wise or, or hobby news-wise? I've been quiet. No, I've been quiet. I haven't done a whole lot. You know, and, been... and, and, you know, it's funny you mention that because it's it seems to have been back and forth. As I've seen, as more equipment sales and stuff have completed, I've seen a ton of crap for some teams drop where, like, or even – private sellers in that are are just moving a lot more things than normal maybe it's just kind of the summer we got no hockey to watch let's let's move yeah. some stuff and then other other teams or other of the pages just seem almost dead uh yeah the red wings dropped theirs so a lot of people did there i got help with that one because uh, so i got to get a red wings jersey but uh you know when you go on the page it's pretty quiet right now a yeah. lot of stuff for sale but not a lot of stuff really moving big names move but um, no, I mean, you thought free agency would pick up a few jerseys. Some people listed them, but I think they're still there. Yeah. Like, yeah, the only I, thing I noticed on the, on the blues end, there's been a lot more, 
it's been kind of funny. I've noticed a lot of activity. There's more stuff being offered. Um, and, and I kind of, and I think I said something to you, Doc, and I said something to a couple guys. It's kind of references back to pre-cup whenever the Blues were, you know, winning and losing. And, you know, even during that downtime, um, it seemed like there was a lot more people who were sellers. And it seems like, I guess, we've fallen into that category again, you know, a little bit removed from the cup, didn't make the playoffs. Suddenly, I don't think people are as connected to their stuff or feel like they have to hold on to it as much. So that's interesting to me at some level. You know? And even seeing the last round of, of auctions that were, what, three or so weeks ago is the prices were way low, at least for the Blues. And I think even some other teams I've kind of looked at seem to be. But the season's over, and, and it just a lot of people just forget. Unless it's the diehards, the, some of the average fans that may have been buying them during the season went, eh, yeah. wait till next year. Yeah, the last Blues auction, I mean, there were some some steals to be had. A couple things went a little higher. Uh, I noticed that some of the prospect stuff went a little higher than I expected, but I think that also has to do with the fact that um, our friends in Springfield have found the Blues auctions. So those guys grabbed those, you know, call-up guys. Um, the Hofer stuff did pretty well, and as him being, you know, kind of everybody's really high on him. Um, I picked up a steal in that, that auction, though. Um, I got the – Bennington that he wore in the scuffle with uh, Flurry, the um, attempted Flurry fight. <laughs> yeah, so just I mean, I don't know. I thought that was a fun moment. I was at that game, so I was able to pick that up. And I thought that was pretty neat. So, and and a reminder too, just in in general, is if you're you're looking for jerseys, and I I again told you I'm again sticking with the blue stuff. Found a uh, St. Louis Blues issued Heritage uh, J. Bo Meester, and and. I, I like Bo Meester. I have his Winter Classic, or what? Sorry, Winter Classic Western Conference Finals away jersey just before they went on to to win the cup and everything. And Seller had it, had the set stamp up there. Well, I did a little bit of research and found out that was again he didn't wear it because of his health issues uh, in just before that. But they hung it up in the locker room the first home game back um, after that and did a big event, which I, I thought was kind of neat. Cause I've already matched to, to the pictures and some other stuff. So sometimes even an issued Jersey may have some kind of importance. It's, and some other people may not give a damn that all oh, it was hung in the locker room right after this, but two days before he damn near died. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? It'd, it'd be neat to have, have that. And I, I always liked Bo Meester cause he just played the game and, and, I think he'll be a Hall of Famer with the uh, – he's in the, the Triple Gold Club. No. So we can hope. All right, on to the big topic. And it's been a few weeks. We had uh, – when when this news broke, we were – I was messaging between you guys and, and sorting things out, and Paul and I were talking and others. And originally we were going to try and jump on basically the night it happened. And then we, we talked a little bit more and decided, you know what, let's do a cooling off period. Give us a chance to really digest – uh, what was said, what happened, uh, the the league's determination of no more warm-up jerseys, period. We don't give a damn what the the event, be it military, be it Pride Night, be it uh, whatever, uh, what, five to six? I think teams on average, some of them five to six of those nights a season. Some teams, I think, even more than that. But... The and I'll play the audio here. Uh, I think most people have heard it, but this is um, Elliot Friedman, compliments of Sportsnet Canada, uh, when he uh, he broke the news, did an interview with Bettman, and I want to play his, play the audio and not just read the story, so everybody can can 
hear Butman's exact words here. Commissioner, first of all, I, I understand there was a decision made on the pride jerseys in warm-up today at Board of Governors. Well, actually, I, I've suggested that it would be appropriate for clubs not to change their jerseys uh, in warm-ups because it's become a distraction and taking away from the fact that all of our clubs in some form or another host nights in honor of various groups or causes and we'd rather that we continue to get the appropriate attention that they deserve and not be a distraction i think the only concern so i want to kind of break this down i want to stop there and, I, and i'm not trying to get too in depth with the the, the politics of all this because we we all kind of know where that came from is do you guys really feel this is a distraction or, or the or the jerseys, the warmups themselves are a distraction, or the the certain players not wanting to wear them. I think that that part of it has become a distraction. I don't think it's the jerseys themselves. And I think the one thing that that's been really telling is that certain sides are trying to just say oh, it's the pride jerseys. It's not. It's all the jerseys. And I think what the distraction factor comes in because if you think back, remember when they were wearing the military jerseys, there was some issue with some Russian players wearing American military jerseys so it's not just one of the segments so i think that should be pretty cleared up because i think it's bad that people are trying to make it about one particular jersey um for me i think that it is a distraction in the sense that not that the players are taking them on and off but if it's taking and i think that's what Bettman was saying if it's taking away from the on ice um product and it's causing distractions to the franchises as far as their game day operations, then it's a smart business move to stop wearing them in the warmups. Justin? You know, okay. So I'm going to preface this. I didn't, you know, I was mentioned before we started recording, I was 50, 50 on even talking about this. I am not wading into the cultural politics of this. I do not. I am not going to not, not go there. I'm looking at this from what I do. I am a former reporter, a former PR specialist. I look at this from the lens of Freeman was, that was a good interview for him to get. But if you look at it from the organization's point of view, the NHL, and the, I think the way they delivered this message looks really, really bad. And it's, I think Wade, you kind of seem to allude to it. It's, it's the way the league has handled this that has become the PR kind of headache for the NHL and it, and we'll circle to this later. I, you know, I got my PHF jerseys uh, behind me. I'm a big fan of the women's professional league and a very similar kind of story arc came when the takeover was announced, which is you had some insiders reporting on things before the announcement went live officially. And I, and I think in both cases, the NHL and with the PHF and their their new leadership, it, it the way it got out looked reckless to me. And I and I think, I think in the NHL's case, there's a potential for some really long term brand damage. And we'll see. You know, we talked. I, last time I was on the pod, we talked about the end of the world in terms of jersey ads, and you know uh, that seemed to have gone away. I'm not sure that this. I I think. Again, the way I the way I look at it, I think the NHL could have handled this a lot better. And given the the contentious state that we're in, I'm not so sure that people are going to kind of stop talking about this. It's you know I think we can talk about ads on jerseys all we want. 
that impacts a very narrow group us collectors but this extends into so many different areas and and i do i want to see what happens in the next few months all right let me jump back into this for a minute that people will have about this is number one you're always worried about people feeling comfortable in a game in their own skin and also it's pride month right now i think that's the the concerns that i would have upon hearing that well i, I agree those are legitimate concerns but in the final analysis all of the efforts and emphasis on the importance of these various causes have been undermined by the distraction in terms of which teams, which players. This way, we're keeping the focus on the game and on these specialty nights, we're gonna be focused on the cause. So Pride Nights Day and fans will- Oh, absolutely. Okay. 32 of our clubs did Pride Nights. Some do Heritage Nights. Everybody does Hockey Fights Cancer. Some do Military Nights. All of those nights will continue. Mm -hmm. The only issue will be, or the only difference will be, is uh, we're not gonna change jerseys for warm-up because that's just become um, more of a distraction from really the essence of what the purpose of these nights are. Okay, and the jerseys will continue to be sold, correct? Oh, absolutely, and designed, and, and players who choose to model them uh, can do that. It's really just a question of what's on the ice. Okay. All right, so that that's the, the big crux and the important stuff of, of all that, and it goes on more. Again, thanks for to Elliot Friedman for that the fantastic interview, uh, that from sportsnet.ca. Um, so, so all these nights will still go on, which is great because they do all kinds of other events. All the teams do, do great things between whatever they choose to do, but he's like, well, they'll still model the jerseys. Okay. That's fine. But from a, the collector side of things, you're going to turn off a lot of people or you're going to, you're risking losing money because, okay, where the fuck did they model them? Are they well, are they doing like a photo shoot with them before of the guy, of the people and it doesn't matter which which type military uh, indigenous people whatever they're doing but if if it's I I think that's going to turn a lot of people off if they never even got to actually see them wearing them on the ice because that's part of the thing you're sitting in the stands ooh that's the jersey I'm bidding on well now where the if they just wore them for some photo shoot whoop de do it's from a from a collector side i'm less likely to bid on one in that case i mean unless you really have to have that design it's kind of a turnoff to me now i think what they're trying to do is take the focus away from the players and making it a player stance thing and they're trying to put a focus back on the event itself i mean as far as the game use part of it or the warm-up part on it i mean let's like let's do the math let's say they, they produce 30 of them because you do 25 on ice and there's usually five issued. So let's say they each sell for a thousand dollars in an auction. So that's $32,000. It's really nothing compared to the probably that's really not the biggest chunk of where they make their money on these pride events or on these military nights or whatever. So, I mean, I think that the goal is to take it away from, putting the players in a spotlight that's not that's negative and trying to put the event in a positive light. Um, yeah, it's such a tough call. Well, I mean, I guess, and, and again, I know it's, it's goes beyond just the game worn collectors for any of these. Uh, it's the, the fans that want to support that particular cause 
the I know in some cases, like the military ones, they put a particular soldier's name on them. So that family may be bidding or, or somebody that knows them will, will drive up the price of that. But now it's the I guess the disconnect or the out of sight, out of mind when when even even us as collectors or as I guess not the diehards, we'll say the the some of the average collector or newer collectors, when you see jerseys hanging um, at the arena, you you may be more likely to to buy one over, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll try and order one online or call the team later. When it's in front of you and and you see it, I think, and, and Justin, you're a, a marketing guy, you may know this too, is it's the whole, if it's in front of you, you're more likely to spend money on it than thinking about ordering online at a later time. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, people will want to wear what has been worn even for 15 minutes during a warm-up, and that is going to be a I think, you know, it, I look at it from another perspective. We have teams like the Whitecaps. In it, we have USHL teams. We have American League teams. We have ECHL teams. You know, those, you know, both in-game specialty and in warm-ups are going to continue. Um, and, and in some ways, you know, the NHL can throw money at uh, a cause if it wants to support it. You know, the Bruins – if they want to get behind a certain military related cause, they can do that. But you look at, you know, you look at a community team in the American league, you know, if they're putting that money back into uh, community organizations, that's going to remain. And, you know, I guess if there's a silver lining to that, you know, you're, you're going to see these other leagues continue and have that direct impact. So, yeah, I mean, we know when a player wears something, we want to own it. Um, I personally, I think I've got like one pregame warm-up NHL jersey in my collection. I, no, no matter the cause, I just haven't aesthetically. It's just never been my jam. And we know, I mean, like, you know, some of these these bids get into the wild numbers for something that's been worn for fifteen minutes. So, right. um, you know, maybe this is again like the the ads on jerseys and that, you know, a large portion of a small group i.e jersey collectors are going to be really you know taken aback by it but then obviously we've seen reporting to that effect that you know there are our representation concerns espn highlighted within the lgbtq community that the designers of some of these really interesting jerseys that that's that's where the impact is going to be but yeah someone wears it you know a pro player we follow we're going to want to go out and get it and it's it, it does help with that and it does help with sales the NHL is just going to have to hope that they can continue to support these uh, these different groups through doing it not on ice. And yeah, I, I don't want to see the economic impact between all these different organizations. Um, and it's it's funny how many times Bettman used the word distraction in his in his two minute interview, or at least the uh, the section that I played. It it tells me that he wasn't. <laughs> He wasn't prepared or they were kind of either backed into a corner or or wanted to come off kind of I thought he came off a little bit as a jackass over it, really. I mean, in in and I say I've looked at at both US hockey media and Canadian hockey media, and a lot of people took him to the woodshed over it. And uh, again, not to to just stick on the pride part of this whole thing because everything's everything's changing, but the timing, you couldn't have waited three weeks. Um, I mean that a lot of people called him out for that, but he, he wanted to make sure, Oh, it's, it's everything. Okay. That's fine. But I, I think, 
and again, the team, it's up to the teams to do these events, to do uh, military night in, in October, usually the, and um, uh, hockey fights, cancer, Jesus, hockey fights, cancer one is always massive. And I know those are one, I think one of the most popular jerseys of any of them that people, because of the, the, a lot of teams, the way they do that, that light purple coloring. I mean, those are the ones you see everybody just glom onto and yes, they'll still make them. And I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how they market them now, but I think you've cut out the collectors because there are collectors that post that they've got these special night jerseys. And some people just go get those and don't get regular season ones because of the, of the interesting designs. So I think, I really think the teams are more worst case. The charities are going to take a big hit and I'm hoping that's made up for in another way. NHL can, can always make up with, I mean, with their resources, they can, you know, if you talk about the loss of revenue, it's on them, you know, and and I will say that I think, you know, there's a performative element and I, I think consumers, today are, are looking at, okay, so you wore this for hockey fights cancer, or you did this for you know, support our troops. I do think we are seeing trends where I think people are looking beyond that element, whether it's, you know, social media engagement or whether it's supporting a cause. I think consumers are looking at what a, a brand does beyond all that. And, and they're looking at it, what a brand really stands for. And so I think if you you you're going to see, I think teams in the, in the NHL they go away from all these different charities. They have an opportunity to support them in other ways, and I think that's what's so interesting is are they going to our teams going to be vocal in supporting some not contentious issues, but but donating and and being active with certain charities that have been part of and brought into this cultural war. Uh, sort of discussion that we're having. And it's not just about the selling the jerseys. The NHL can do a lot of good, can do a lot of advocacy beyond what's what's this. And and I'm I'm just curious as to see if they continue. And, it, and it's funny because some of the other articles, like I say, I did a lot of different reading research and kind of see, get thoughts across the league, across countries. And one of the, uh, and I can't remember which article it was, I apologize, but they talked about the NBA. And the, Jesus, the NBA, the number of specialty jerseys they do, all but one team is doing all their specialty jerseys next year. I mean, and it's it's a, the Mavericks, I think, are the only team that's not doing some of it or, or the, one, of the, one of the Texas teams. But the NBA, I mean, of the, what are we now? The, the NHL is, what, the fourth ranked uh, economic-wise team? I think actually risking being the fifth you've got baseball and NBA, NFL, major league soccer, mm. then the NHL. I mean, some, and some of the articles talked about decisions like these are why the NHL doesn't climb that financial ladder better. Mm. So, I mean, and again, I'm not a, a economic analyst, but they threw out some interesting numbers. So I guess, from from a collector's side, does that if Dan, I'll start with you on this. Does does it change your outlook or attitude, or do you normally stay away or not care about warm ups in general anyway? I don't do warm ups. I had uh, in the past, I had two pink jerseys, uh, St. Patty's Day and a military one from lower level. 
uh, AHL and below. Mm -hmm. I got rid of them. Um, I don't do them. Uh, there's no wear on them. The prices are ridiculously high for them. Um, so I just don't do them. There's no, there's no secondary market for them, you know? So from a collector standpoint, um, it doesn't do any, it doesn't do any good for me. Um, so it, it doesn't matter to me um, if they wear them or not. Does it doesn't affect my decision whether I go to the game or whether I, I don't bid on them. Um, I'm sure the NHL teams, uh, you know, you're talking, they might be ranked fourth or fifth out of the, you know, the markets in America, but they still make hand over fist money that they can give to charities. They can do whatever they want. Uh, they, I mean, they might not make NFL. It's all based on TV. Sure. It's not based on ticket sales, it's all based on TV. And their TV money is just not as good as the NFL or the NBA. If you look at the, if you want to talk money, the NBA ratings is going downhill. NBA ratings in the tank from when, when the Michael Jordan played. So they got money tied up in TV deals and they get a lot of their money from overseas. If you want to get in all that, but the NBA is not in America is not doing well. So there's business. I think the NHL made a business decision. Batman's not a good interview person. I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> I don't think, been. I think the timing was, I think they just got done with the board of governors meeting, right? Then they yeah, just they have did, it on the So why would he not come out and answer the question? If he waits three weeks, you run into the 4th of July. Well, well, that's a better time to do it. Say, I'm going to get rid of all the jerseys over the military I mean, holiday. You, you could have done it post even, I guess, just shortly after the draft because there's enough other shit going on the league. I mean, it's not like the league's, league's really in a dead time. Shit no, you could have. Last week, you could have waited until right after that and did it because the NHL still being talked about heavy. The, you still, but you still run into the – anytime he does it, some people are going to get upset. Right. And the people that and the people that are complaining, these radio show guys that are complaining, they were bitching all season. Yeah. The one guy lost his mind in Canada when Probovov, the guy from Philly, now in Columbus, didn't do it. He was the mm -hmm. first one. Dude lost his mind. Yeah. Why can't he just make his own decision? Why can't we just say he made a decision for his own personal belief and go on with the business? And and see, that would have been I was hoping it would more go that direction, but uh, is basically okay at the the beginning of the season or whatever it is. Once you have your roster set, hey, these specialty nights are coming up. You ask your player, your rostered players, are you participating? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, there'll be a jersey made for you. You're wear it. You're done. If the answer is no, fine. You'll be in your home jersey, and the other guys will do warm ups, and that'll be it. I think. I mean, let them make the decision. And the people on TV made the deal out of it. I didn't hear any talk in the stands about it. I went to Zim games after it. There was no talking. Nobody was in line, you know, bitching about players or nothing like that. So I don't think the collector, I mean, if people collect that Jersey, that might be an issue, but I don't think as general fans, like it happened and we move on. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't think it's a, I don't think, I think for a majority of us, it's not a big deal. I don't think it. So for me, I mean, here, the one thing I noticed is like, if you look at our, if, and I'm going to go back to the blues, cause it's what I collect. If you look at like the blues, they just did an auction and they sold the issued um, reverse retro 2.0s. Right. And the same thing with these warm up jerseys, 
to go back to that, the one thing I noticed about warm-up jerseys is the majority of those buyers aren't collectors like us. A lot, I always say there's fan collectors that spend a lot of money on those. And the reason those prices go up the way they do is those people, the specialty jersey collectors and some of the people that collect that stuff are not typically like hobbyists like us. So those prices go up because they're bidding on them because they care about that charity or they care about that jersey. So I, I think that if the Blues simply did a thing where if the guy, if the players, if they just did issue jerseys the same way that they do the ones that are worn in warmups, I guarantee if they did that auction and it was literally 30 issue jerseys with player names on them and they were built for the players and if the players did the photo shoot in them, they wore it for that. I guarantee the prices on those would be staggeringly similar to what they go for now, worn in warmups. Um, I just don't think, I think that a lot of the people that are buying those are buying those because of the event. Like a prime example would be the Mardi Gras jerseys that the Blues did this year. They were really neat looking. A ton of people bought them. They went for way more money than I expected them to go for. And then the funny part about it was a lot of the people that were fans that got them or that were the fan collectors were trying to sell them right afterwards after they got them and they did whatever they did with them. Because the they realized year, they paid too much. First well, yeah, and warm-up jerseys just don't – they don't hold market value the same way that game-worn jerseys do. Like, to Dan's credit, what he was talking about was as far as use and, you know, all that stuff. It's just – it's a different collector. It's a different market. Um, so, I mean, like, the NHL could still – realistically like could do the same auctions, the same stuff they do with the stuff they do now and let the players wear them for photo shoots or, or a community event. And I guarantee that they would still get a similar return on the sales on those jerseys. Yeah, they'll come up with something. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that, and that, here, I just gave them something. If you're listening to whoever, there you go. Sell the jerseys, have make an, your money. Have an auction, include a meet and greet with the player. They'll, they'll yeah. get their money. I mean, they could There's do like a jersey for back thing. Yeah, the players are here. If you win that auction, you do it game day or the next week, and the player hands you the jersey and signs the damn thing, they'd probably get more money for them that way. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to lose the money for it. They're just going to have to come up with it. Somebody, somebody who's got a marketing degree has got to come up with a different way of marketing the jerseys. That's their damn the, job, you know? That yeah. is their damn job. I think the problem is, from my perspective here, is I just, I, you know, like, Dan, you alluded to, like, it, you know, it, you wait until July 4th then you drop this and yeah. you, you know, there, there was just, I think the issue is just, I don't know. I, I nobody likes Batman. Batman. There was no way for Batman to win in that. I mean, realistically, no, he was walking out of the meetings. He did what he was supposed to do. And that was not avoid the question. The problem was, he was five the months. yeah, the, the NHL has been struggling and all the in here, all the NHL franchises were struggling with even on changing their logos on their social medias. They were getting so much kickback on changing it that they were changing them back early. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I think we live in, and I don't want to get into political stuff, just like Justin said, but at the end of the day, we live in a time where it's so tumultuous for either side, for every side of everything, for everybody's opinion, that there's no real win. You can't win either way. I mean, I read somewhere, um, is it Jacob deGrom has something in his contract that the, and this is baseball related. And, and you might want to check me on this and I'm not totally sure, but I did read somewhere that he has in his contract that the Texas Rangers can't do a pride night while he's on the roster. Like it's part of his contract. Um, I, I might be, uh, you could look that up probably. Um, Jock's already started to, I think, but like, you know, at the end of the day, like, there's just no win in it these days. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, here, everybody's invited. Everybody's invited to the party at the end of the day. When you walk around a stadium 
at any stadium. You know, Dan, when you're in Carolina, you know, Justin, when you go to games, when 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 I go to games, I you don't see anybody getting a hard time for the specialty jersey that they're wearing in the crowd. If if anything, a lot of times you see those and you go, and you know what, that may be not my thing, but it's a pretty awesome jersey. Yeah, I've never seen in all my years of playing sports, coaching sports, going to sports, all different levels. I've never, I've just never seen it. I've yeah, just maybe. never seen an issue with anything in the realm of political stuff. It, no, you, know, I, you might, you just don't see it. You don't, I've never seen it. So the it's being made up. I think the issue is being made with the media and not with the collectors. No. Are some collectors going to be hurt by it? Yeah, sure. I think some who collect those jerseys will be affected by it. I think it's a small percentage of a small percentage, but if one person's affected by it, okay. I think the NHL just made a business decision, timing and all that you can get into. But you I know, think just he answered the know. question when it was presented to him. I mean, that's that's what he yeah. should have done. I don't know. In my opinion, I I compare it to uh, I compare it to um, years ago they were talking about you players usually NFL player when they're uh, when they become a distraction. Yeah. Uh, you play, you can look at all the sports. Uh, Terrell Owens comes to mind, you know, uh, you know, but if a player, if their talent levels up here, the team will deal with the distraction when their talent drops, they're gone. It's a business decision. And that's all they made that there was a distraction. They didn't like it. So they said, okay, fine. We're just going to, we're not going to show it. We're not going to have it present up front and center. We'll do it from behind the scene because it be, was becoming a distraction. Mm-hmm. And you can't drop – it's not a talented player. You can't get rid of the player, you know, but it's not a player issue. That's what I compare it to. It became a distraction. They made a decision. They didn't like it. And they own the teams. You know, why do I get this weird feeling that this is not the end of it? And, and Dan, I, I think you, you bring up a point. It's a small percentage – of us as collectors who are going to be, you know, they're in terms of buying behaviors, there's, that's going to be impacted, you know, and and there's two points. One, this does remind me of the ads on jerseys because we were all up in arms and the the NHL just plowed ahead and didn't, you know, and, you know, we weren't thinking about ads in on jerseys in January. We were complaining about the ads on the dashers because it impacted the viewing experience. like we all, I mean, last time I was on the, on this, we it was just like, this is all gonna suck. We're not, you know, you heard people exiting the hobby just or just going off about how they're not gonna buy jerseys. I'm sure, you know, I'm confident the Angels game more jersey sales have have not taken a, a nosedive. But the, the the other point is, as it relates to this issue specifically, I I would not be surprised if. It, it wouldn't exactly rock my world if the NHL found some different ways, like Wade was kind of alluding to, like, you know, event-worn jerseys. I I don't think this is the end of it. I think the way the NHL handled it worsened the situation for the league. I think the way Batman handled it. But this, I don't think is going to go away. And I think you're going to find, as we've kind of talked about, creative ways of, of getting some value or, or creating some sort of, player connection to a, a specific individual jersey whether it's an event or you know like marching on a parade or something i just don't i mean i know that we're this is being talked talked about in the hobby i actually wouldn't be surprised if this kind of continued on is is a discussion even beyond some of the pundits that dan is is referenced in terms of being all fired up 
I somehow think that this is just going to come back around. It just it has an inevitable feeling. Well, and and, and no, J- Justin, I think you're you're right on that. And the reason the reason I think you are is okay. This happened the end of June. The press coverage, the whole bit. Well, you have these events coming up, and this is the first season of because. Um, Hockey fights cancer. Is that the, usually the first one, or is it military? Military is November. Hockey fights no. cancer is October. They kind of dance. I've seen them dance it around a couple times. Yeah, but but you know that discussion will come up. To to what sure. level? Who knows? And and we'll probably touch on it again after we see the first event and and look at the teams across the league and go, okay, how did they do it? How did they? Yeah game worn game issued whatever you want to call them uh bench worn you know our terms that we like <laughs> um but but yeah will will it die from the pundit side of things maybe maybe not but this discussion will come back once you have once all the teams execute their first specialty night be it whatever that is how are they doing Yep, because then everybody can look at it and go, okay, they made up for it this way, or they screwed the pooch because of this, whatever it is. But yeah, the discussion, a, a more just like, I guess, just like with Jersey ads is when it was first announced, we talked about it, we showed some, and then we said, okay, now let's see how the season goes. It'll be the same with this. Is, is yeah. the, the groundwork has been laid. Let's see what actually happens, how it's executed. Well, I think and the, the biggest thing is this year is you're going to see, you're going to see some franchises who come up with a fantastic way to do this and it'll be great. And you're going to be like, wow, they really did an awesome job. You're going to see other teams do a shitty job. And then what you'll end up seeing is you're going to see that. And, and that's been the case, honestly, for, all the different event nights for every franchise, as long as they've been going on, you'll, you know, I've, I've looked at other teams do a, um, do a specialty night and been like, man, that's really cool how they do that. And then I've seen other ones where I'm like, what are they doing? Um, so, and I think that'll, that trend will continue. And I think at some point you're going to find a happy medium. And I think the franchises are going to try to find a happy medium with their, with their fan base. Hold on for a second. I got my dogs are being crazy. Oh, Hey, you're, you're finding and eat some of your, I saw your pizza come in the background too. Make sure you eat some dinner. Um, yeah, I think the, the first event that happens as Justin said, you said, doc, once they get the first game and they see how it, the, the conversation might start again, but it, it could just become the new norm, you know? Yeah. Everybody was up in arms about the ads on jerseys and some didn't look bad and some look horrible and we still bought jerseys. We still bought milk, them. Toronto and milk. Right. But we still bought them, right. you know, and the teams made a shitload of money. Right. So I just, I just think it was, you know, I, I just through it all. I just think it was just a plain business decision. And, and it was, of course. I mean, it's you know, every decision is a business decision yeah. for whatever league it is. Yeah. Well, here, here's I saw, an, Oh, go ahead. I saw the interview and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, me too. I, I just I just shrugged my shoulder like, okay, because it didn't affect me. No. It didn't it didn't affect me when I go to games and they're doing these things. Nobody's standing with a bucket saying, "Hey, give money." No one's bothering me, you know. I, I, and I if they if part of my ticket sale goes to that cause, it's my choice to go or not to go. In the it's same sense, I mean, yeah, I've walked in and seen a hat I like or a jersey I like or whatever. I mean, nobody's forcing it down anybody's throat, you know. Um, and they're taking the, they're taking the problem away from the players. So it's not, it's not going to be, now the players don't have to get interviewed on it. Bedman did a good job to protect the players. So 
I, I will hazard a question. Do we not, you know, at the risk of like ruffling feathers in the hobby, do we not just like overthink of, uh, is the hobby like, uh, you know, are we just like, I know we talk about this stuff, but does it really matter? Like Dan, no. you've called it a business decision. The NHL's ads, that was a business decision. Do we, as a as a group of individuals with shared interests, is it? Do we just make too much of of not again? Not the cultural war stuff. Not the you know. Do we not? It, 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 the question is, when it comes to like the NHL's decision, we we really don't move the needle. Now again, at a local level where you might have a connection to a team, the American League, the USHL. The federal league. I've got my. I got a Fed hockey shirt on right now. You know where you do. You can you know be a little bit more vocal and saying this issue is really important to our community. Yeah, it matters right there because you you know you have that access. But NHL doesn't really care about the. They don't care about. They don't give a shit about the fan. They give a shit about the 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 sponsors at the business level people. The yeah. fans are what about game worn hockey jerseys. Collectors. I don't think they don't care as much about no, no, don't care about us at all. No, the the lower level teams though they do their specialty jerseys and some teams do a ton of them, like Toledo and some of those. That part that's part of their revenue though. They give some to charity, but they get some of that money back. And those people that buy those jerseys, those they're like that's like a walleye collector, that a nailer collector. He they don't. They don't if they, if they don't care who the guy is they're like I I root for the nailers, you know St Louis will put people in the seats because Connor McDavid came down right, you know they're they're going to St Louis to see Connor McDavid or like, hey now that now this year it's Connor Bedard come on get well get but right. what I'm saying when is Chicago comes is, down the NA there's a difference between the NHL and the lower level teams when it comes to stuff they have to have a sore revenue they have to generate business as one guy said when they made this there was an interview when all the AHL teams made their West Coast move, he said the AHL and below, the lower-level team, they're competing with the movies, the plays, the Broadway shows. They've got to figure out how ways to get people in the seats. The NHL doesn't. The NHL is the stars. They don't have to figure out ways to get the people in the seats. So, they're yeah, they, they might run it more like a business and be more cutthroat about it than maybe like an AHL team or whatever. But that's why I said it is what it is. You know, it, I mean, a timing or whatever, or you, you agree, disagree, culture, whatever you want to say, you're going to offend somebody. You're going to offend somebody. This podcast it, is going to offend somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to offend it, somebody. And if it does, and that's why there's four of us on it having this discussion. Yeah. Had five, but Paul was busy. <laughs> so I'm offended that Paul is not here. I feel personally slighted. Uh, especially because he has a jersey I've been lobbying him for for like 10 months. So I'm going to use this as an opportunity to kind of beg him for that one. And he knows which one I'm talking about, Paul. I you know, you know here, we, we also went back to the, you guys mentioned the, the ads. So, I mean, there was also an interesting thing in the finals with the ads. If you saw that uh-huh. um, because Florida's jerseys are so overly covered with patches and bullshit everywhere, they had to, they ended up trying to put the, the, patch on the left chest and then the players that wore a's and c's it like didn't work so they ended up taking off the sponsor patch and moving the finals patch to the to the right shoulder or the right chest after the game one or two i think um 
and, and lost their sponsor patch for the rest of the finals. So, I mean, like, that's an interesting question there, even, you know, when you start talking about patches and different things like that, it's like, you know, cause the sponsor patch was such a big topic for a long time. I'm sure that whoever their sponsor is had to have signed off on that, or they had to give them some money back for not wearing that patch during the finals. But again, it harpens to the idea of like, you know, at the end of the day, the NHL was doing what was best for, for the, finals patch like they put the finals patch above the sponsor patch in that case in my opinion and and you know what and you bring up an interesting point to that and, and i don't know if there's a good way if, if if there's an insider out there that has this information please reach out i will as a a former media member or current with this i guess your name will not be ever made public any of that kind of stuff but was that a nhl directive or was that just an ownership of the panthers directive I'd, yeah. I'd be curious to see where that came from because you're right. It looked and boy, did it get made fun of everywhere. I mean, collectors or not, they were getting ripped on over that because yeah, it did look bad when you had that much shit on your chest. Yep. So Probably. yeah, this, this, and, and I wanted, there was, was some trepidation with talking about this because it can get into a lot of, of different angles. And, and if we upset people, let us know. If, if you have comments, share them. We're not going to rip on you. We're not, everybody has an opinion. If it's, we're not, ours are ours, yours are yours. Sometimes we may meet in the middle. Sometimes we may not. The four of us aren't going to completely agree on this thing. But I personally don't collect, I I personally don't collect NHL or or my, for my franchise, I I don't collect blues warm up jerseys. And the reason I don't do it is for, a, I, I, if I can get one or if there's one I really like, I may throw a bid on one. I may grab an occasionally secondary market. I like some of the Cardinal ones they did a few years ago. So I'll grab those when I can. Um, but like, like the pride Jersey that they just did last year, I thought was a beautiful Jersey. Didn't fit my collection. Wasn't something I necessarily needed a bid on, but the same, I had the same opinion of that one as I did on the Mardi Gras one. Awesome looking Jersey. Wasn't something I needed or wanted to spend my money on because it's not something I, I collect. And I look um, at it from a, a, a similar to you, of course, everybody knows we're the same team is I'm not going to overpay for oh, some, a Jersey that's been worn for 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. I could spend, save that money and buy a Jersey worn a whole set. Yeah. For seven games. Right. Yeah. Seven, they're, 12, they're whatever running. the hell. Yeah. Like, it, you know, like it, there's a lot of these causes that the NHL has supported over the years that all resonate. You know, it, we we all can think about it in our own lives. But for me, like, a I tend to avoid, like, I I avoid auctions as a matter of course. Like, I just don't do well on it. And B, like, it's just cultural politics aside, you you get sucked into one of these, and it's like, ah. I can't buy anything for seven months now because you they, they do get so vicious and you're going up against and, and I know this from like USHL like you you end up like going against players' families yeah you you go against people who have just you know like I've talked about it a lot there's a yeah there's a big difference between collectors like us who are Jersey collectors game worn collectors and fan collectors who typically jump into those auctions because they were at the game or because they have a tie to that, whatever, whether it's the military, whether it's, you know, any of those, you know, affiliated things. And those jerseys get bidded on by people who aren't bidding on any other jerseys for the year 
aren't even really bidding on the jersey because they care about the jersey. They're bidding on it because of the cause, and, and they have that idea that the money's going to charity. So for me, and it's a bigger write off. Yeah, for me as a collector, I always look at those and go, like, I don't need it. I don't really care about it. And atypically, if I really wanted one within six months or a year, there's usually one or two of those from every one of those auctions that's going to pop up and somebody's going to take a, a bath on it, you know, and they're going to have paid a thousand for it. And chances are it's going to show up in one of our groups for four or 500 bucks. Oh, it, it just causes me all sorts of heartburn because I've done it, you know, and it's not pregame warmups. It's like, you know, at the USHL, like yeah. I have just gotten like, I've had some very hard conversations with my, with my significant other, like, I spent X, I'm getting 25 cents on the dollar. You still love me. And, it, and I want to find a I want to find a good warm-up jersey with a ton of wear so we can get Dan involved in the warm-up jerseys. Yeah. I just I mean I had them before I had them before the, when when you know Norfolk was the AHL, then I was yeah. more into AHL stuff and uh you know, and I didn't have a problem getting rid of them uh when I wanted to sell them, you know. Um get some because, repairs on one. Yeah, but I they just didn't have any wear on. I mean, they're yeah. actually. I mean, the AHL will wear them in the game. Yeah, they'll yeah. they won't just wear them. They'll wear them in the game. They'll be a and one you know game what? jersey. And you know what? I, I guess maybe that's an angle we take. Just as a, a hypothetical question, what if? And again, doesn't have to be whatever kind of night or some kind of specialty jersey. What if the NHL wore those a whole damn game? If the NHL was smart, they'd do a patch. I mean, yeah. and here, there's your answer. Boom. If you want to talk about it, they could do one game jerseys throw the pride patch on the shoulder. You change the blue note yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? You use this regular Jersey. I mean, how they wear enough jerseys already, yeah. you know, if they're really trying to get one on the ice and didn't want to, you know, but they're not going to do that because what they don't want to do. And this is where I see it. They don't want to make the players just like what happened to was a Prokhorov in Philly. They don't want to yeah. make that. They don't want to make that kid the focal point of the thing. They, I think they're looking at it and saying, Hey, listen, Beyond the 30000 we make in the charity auction for the selling the jerseys, we can make that up. We'll do something else. The jerseys in the team store are still going to sign because the people that come to that game for that night are going to buy it if it looks good. Regardless, you know, the little bit we're going to lose, we'll make it up somewhere else. Um, but, you know, I, I, I understand – you know, here, if you've ever, if you've ever been, a, a, you know, I understand where Bettman as the manager of the NHL is looking at protecting his employees, which are the players and taking away those awkward questions and, you know, the sound bites and the Twitter shit and all that. I mean, you know, he got asked a question at the, at, at the, you know, meetings and he answered it. And, and I'm not really a Gary Bettman fan for a lot of other things, but to be honest with you, I respected the fact that he said, Hey, listen, it's not about one event. We're just not doing it for any event. Yeah, I mean, the problem is if you have problems, you know, you're protecting the player because there was people in the organizations yeah. that didn't agree with people sitting out, you know? Yeah, yeah, for And sure. so now you now you got a player that says, hey, I'm not wearing that jersey for this yeah. reason or that reason, my own personal reason, I'm not telling you what they're not wearing it for. And then his boss, his, yeah. you know, his his general manager, is, is, is all of a sudden he's pissed off. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're in the doghouse with them. Yeah. I mean, mean, here, people aren't even talking about the fact that earlier in the year when the military jerseys happened, it was this year and the year before, there were people making comments about, you know, Russian players wearing American style 
you know, warm-up jerseys. There's been that argument in the past. There's, there's been plenty of these other things that have happened over the years that, you know, but, but the problem is, is everybody wants to find in, in the media, especially they want to find something that's going to great gain traction. And what did they do? They found, you know, they found something that they thought could gain traction and make people like all of us talk well, about it. That's, you know, without right. going, without going in the weeds, like, like Justin said, let's not go in the weeds, but they yeah. picked the one topic that was, they knew that would work because yeah. you never heard about it for the military, the heritage night, no. the indigenous people night, any of that other stuff. You never heard about it. Yeah. The one Jersey you did and they yeah. had their convictions. They said, no. And the media blew up with it. It's it, and that's where it came from. If they yeah. the media just kept their mouth shut, they okay, he didn't want to wear it. Move on. But, and you know the media's not going to do this, right? No, the they're not going to. And that's <laughs> why I said I don't want to. I don't want to get into it like Justin. I don't want to get into this. It's it's not going <laughs> to be good. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Right. Well, as uh, you know, as a former reporter, I will have my own takes on a lot of this stuff. But I'm counting two ideas that Wade has needs to submit to uh, Batman. I mean, I mean, you're like doing you're doing work that I'm sure he's got a lot of his hardworking staff doing right now because it's like coming up with alternatives. But again, we're we're still going to be talking about whether it's a patch, whether it's an event worn. I mean, wait, really, two smart ideas. It's just (laughs) we we shall see if this kind of goes away like i don't know in the hobby at least if so, it adds on jerseys or if it continues to bubble so sure. there, what's what's coming up so there's the germany expo which we're not going to be at then you have a winnipeg get together then the south jersey expo that george puts on those are all before the season starts and then wade yours is like right when the season starts mm-hmm. so i mean the conversation you know might happen but again probably the first night that they're doing a specialty night and there's no Jersey on the ice. That's when the conversation will pick yeah. up. Oh, for sure. And we'll see what happens. And then we'll also just move on. You know, just yeah. a, an interesting, I, I draw the line, but it's just, there's a little bit of an analogy with the way they, the new start trickle out about the PHF takeover. It was like the, almost the same topic. And the, the interesting thing, it was, it was with Merrick who often partners with Friedman and you have two really plugged in national reporters beating leagues to their own story. And well, I guess maybe not with Friedman, but you know, it's just like the way this, inf- these two cases have kind of come out. It's, yeah. I, it, I mean, it's, it's surprising to me. Was Batman was Batman when he announced it? Was he not only was the governor's meeting, but was he like, I don't want the leaks. Let me just say it. I asked the question. Let me just say it. Yeah. So the so it comes from my mouth. It comes from me instead of the leaks. And then I got then I got to defend the leaks. Why didn't you say it? Why didn't you come out and say what you're doing? Then, he's, yeah. then he he couldn't win. I don't think no, Batman could win. win. No win. No win. I mean, no win. he's the commissioner. No one likes Goodell. No one likes. Silver, no, no one likes the commissioners. Yeah, you know? he does play the heel well when he's announcing the when he's giving away the cup. Though he seems to embrace the booze. I, I will give Batman that he's gotten. Yeah, Goodell embraced the. He embraced the booze at the uh, NFL draft. Yes. I mean, they're, they're playing along. Yeah. You know. Well, Batman did the same thing at the NHL draft just recently. He was like, "Oh, yeah. come on, you can do better than that." At one point, when they're right. <laughs> because it's expected every time. <laughs> you know. I, I could see the logic in in what you, the, you know what Dan and, and Wade has said about 
you know, it's Bettman's job. He works for the, you know, at the behest of these teams. He's hired by the owners. Yeah. I, I just because I wouldn't have done it that way doesn't mean it's you know. Right. Uh, I, there is there is a certain logic to. He's at an event. I you know. He's at an event. He he leans into these questions. He takes it. We move on. It's certainly not the path I would have gone down. If he, but, would, have, if he would have avoided the question, then he would have looked said, like shit. Oh, he would have looked like shit, and then it just would have turned into like yeah. he's too scared, you know, blah 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 yeah. blah. The you know, so there was like I said, it was a zero win situation for the guy. He could either do what he did, and I was like, kind of you know, bite down on his mouthpiece and take the shot, or he could, you know. Spit and out I'm, his mouthpiece and go hide in the corner. And I'm you know? sure there's players that will care. I'm sure there's players that wanted to wear the jerseys, yeah. whatever the cause may be. And there there be some players that might be upset about that, like, oh, we're having sure. this night, and I I don't have a warm jersey. But uh, it, you know, it sounds they, like it sounds like, like they're going to have the opportunity to do. I mean, and I mean, like the Blues are an example. We, you know, they have that STL Authentics, and they've done shoots with the players before. For and I, they did that at the end of the year. This year, when we did not do the Pride Night, because the Blues didn't do the Pride Night on ice this year either, and they ended up doing some of the players did photo shoots with some of the um, hats and shirts and different stuff like that. So, I mean, they were able to support the cause that way. And and like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if you know they didn't do a game issued thing and each player takes a picture in the jersey and whatever, and then that would satisfy the majority of the people that are buying those jerseys. Because let's face it, those people aren't buying those because they're like. Oh God! You know, you know, somebody took a warm-up shot in this thing. I mean, you know what? And and you make an interesting point for the Blues specifically, and and maybe one or two other teams. They made that announcement at somewhat the last minute. Mm-hmm. From a collector standpoint, where the hell are those jerseys? Because we know they were bought and made. Yeah, where for sure. They? Because yeah. they didn't I mean, show up anywhere. They weren't auctioned as issued or no. anything. They are just you, not, and they're and probably those- in the closet. And those specialty nights go beyond the jerseys. Oh, yeah, you know? they do. I mean, they, I mean, there's, you know, I know, I know, I've been to a few military ones, and they got people outside, you know, promoting the military and and yeah. some of the weapons, you know, or the or the machines. So there's more to it than just the jersey. For they sure, they're gonna, yeah, they put. Here, listen, they're gonna have they're gonna have hats and t-shirts in that in the team store for every one of those events. For once yeah. the event happens. They have that stuff in the the team store for months and months on end, and they're making plenty of money on that as far as merchandise revenue goes on all that yeah. stuff. The jerseys are a very very small part on. Like the Blues do their fun yeah. pucks for these different events. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, the jerseys do. are a are a miniature part of the right. actual revenue that's produced by those those evenings. Now, Dan, right. I want to and- see them bring a rescue helicopter in, fly it inside the arena, and like people rappel down. I know I you're Dan to do it. that. Well, yeah. actually, oh, see, I don't want to misspeak, but I swear I've seen that, like, where they've had guys rappel down for... They have. I've seen it. Yeah. Back in our USHL arena. Yeah. And, you know, and that, 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 what's interesting about that, there are, if you look at the USHL in particular, and I'm sure it has to be the same with the AHL and I'm assuming the E, you know, like, teams, it, like, across the US, USHL, there's... No, the, the teams are not all on the same page. Like they're not all doing the same specialty nights. And you know, I think maybe you see, maybe you will see NHL teams like do their own things. 
it, where it's just not consistent, right? You know, like the the Blues might do something as opposed to, you know, the Panthers. Because you see in the USHL, they don't all do the same specialty night. No. And and we, wonder- had to, we did a, you know, the Blues did the, 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 uh, Mardi Gras one because we have like the second biggest Mardi Gras in the United States. We've never done an indigenous night. I actually think that'd be great, especially considering St. Louis's location. You know, right. I'm for here. I'm going to say this right now. I'm for all of the causes. There isn't one of them that I think is bad. There isn't one of them that I'm pro or against, you know, or, or con or, or whatever. I mean, I'm for all of them because I, I, I do believe that, you know, I, I, I like people and I think I think everybody should be welcome everywhere. Um, again, it, for me, it's not about that. I think it's about them figuring out a way to make everyone feel included without also making other people feel disincluded. And that's important. I mean, you know, we live in a society. That's hard today's society. It's impossible. It's impossible. And that's the, that's the thing that, you know, you're looking at these things and, and, and say, and, and me even saying that it's an, it's an impossibility. We don't live in a world that, that works that way. But it's what we all hope for. And, and uh, you know, again, you know, the, the problem is, is usually it's not the everyday regular guys like Dan Day and Justin and Doc and Wade Hampton that are the people that that are the ones that make these decisions and or are the ones that are yeah, beating on each side of the fence. They're not calling me. Ask me for my opinion. So, yeah, exactly. yeah. you know what? Maybe you know. after this podcast, the NHL will. That'd I mean, yeah. I, I think they should call a lot of us all the time. You yeah, know, okay. I mean, like. You know, but it, it is what it is. Like I said, if you're if you're a collector of the specialty jerseys, then yeah, you're probably more pissed off than I am because yeah. I don't collect them. If that's what we're talking about, sure. the, like I said, the the specialty nights. Sometimes I'm like, oh, there's a specialty night. Oh, okay, whatever, because yeah. I'm not there sometimes for the specialty night. I'm there for the game, or I'm with friends, yeah. or whatever it may be. It's and where you live. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Sure, and, you know, and Easy. I don't think he could win. I think he's no, just no trying way. to probably stay. He probably just trying to stay as neutral as you can stay. Just we, we don't want to get into this. We just we're here to play hockey. That's what yeah. we're here to do. It is a different. It is a different animal than NHL, though. Like I, I mean, I like I have one special one warm up. I just don't like the way they're designed, and I also I do have like specialty jerseys from Fargo from the Whitecaps because I you see the direct impact on the communities they have. So, and you see the connections that a team like Fargo will have with veterans and first responders. And you see a, a, a team like the Whitecaps, where they will have really strong connections to the various groups that they support. We're just talking about this at the NHL level. And, and this is not, again, like it is an issue. It's not going to go away for the NHL, but these ways of supporting community organizations are also not going away at the lower levels. And no, that's what matters. Yeah. So that, to our me, knowledge, this doesn't affect the lower levels, right? No. This, this is jersey, by NHL only. This is NHL only. So yeah. all the lower level teams are not affected. They can still have, you know, and maybe their attendance will go up. Maybe like, okay, well, if the NHL is not going to do a you know, warm-up jersey, I'm going to go to the local – I'm going to drive an extra an hour and go to the AHL game and so I can get my warm-up jersey. Well, the truth yeah. is the AHL, the ECHL, the USHL, all those all those organizations have to stay more community minded because they're 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 more community tied. They're usually in smaller communities and they have to have a better pulse on their communities because they, they're dependent upon it more than the NHL is like like yeah. I think Doc mentioned it earlier here. Listen, at the end of the day, 
like the NHL could cut all this stuff out and it doesn't really matter because people are still coming to, to the games, you yeah. know, and that's, that's not going to change. They're doing it for the right reasons. And I think that for the right reasons for the organizations, they've decided to not put those things on the ice, um, but still support the endeavors. And, you know, I'm, it's hard for me to feel like they did the wrong thing here. Maybe not. I didn't like the way they did it, or there's a lot of people that aren't going to like the fact that, you're not going to see the jerseys as a collector, but at the end of the day for the organizations and for the, for the, the entire league, I think, yeah. I think it was a smart decision. It takes away the, the reporting, and the negative. It sounds like Batman was just the mouthpiece. He yeah. might've suggested it, but the board of governors voted on it. The owners yeah. voted on it. Yeah. It mean, wasn't his decision. decision. No, it wasn't yeah, his decision. A little bit more transparency, I think would have helped. And, and that's well, why. Yeah. Then that's where maybe I think I'm a somewhat indifference because I do see the I do see the what you bring up about you know Batman leans into a pitch here. I think if if it were done another way, I think the NHL should have put this in a news release and then had Batman go up. And I think that's the that's where I I question the way it was handled. Yet I mean he's probably walking out of the board of governors, but still when the when these leagues have major announcements, like you often see press releases ready to go the moment a decision is made. Right. That to me is what is signaling that either this decision was rushed, it was leaked, there was some element. And so that's where like, I guess from, you know, from my background as a practitioner, right. they should have had this one like fired up, ready to roll. So when Bettman does see Friedman there, they have, okay, a, you know, a six paragraph press release about, Here's what we decided. Here's what it means. And instead, they're they're sort of it. It, it looks reactionary. Now, looking, watching the interview, and and again, Justin, doing you you have a, a huge background in this. I spent six years in in local radio, local media, is interviewing. You can interview people that, hey, we're announcing this event or whatever, or it's an an emergency type situation, and you see how different things are handled. Is it's a and, and that's kind of how Batman seemed to be doing it. Yes, he should have been more rehearsed, should have been more prepared. So, again, but maybe Batman doesn't seem to be one that will, I guess, hold back. He also doesn't care, right? Well, right. I mean, but the other the other piece of this and going back to the, the NHL as a whole, the as, as you know, as we all know, as collectors know, just by learning this hobby. The NHL dictates every team on what the jerseys look like. I mean, there's all kinds of jersey rules. I mean, shit, just with them trying to do, sometimes do a specialty patch, teams have been turned down for, yeah. be it a memorial patch, be it whatever, where they end up having to put it on the helmet because the team, the, the, NA, the league wasn't given either enough time or whatever it was to approve it for a jersey. The league is very protective of jerseys as a whole, so they dictate that. The, the the AHL, the ECHL, SPHL, all of those leagues, those aren't there. And 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 like multiple of you said is is those especially jerseys make the team money, make a charity money, and shit. In some cases, we have the, the Riverman, the SPHL Riverman now, damn near every weekend they have a different specialty designed jersey. I mean, I swear to God, their regular game jerseys are only wore a handful of games because they have a, a new design being worn for that weekend. 
It's yeah. a moneymaker and it's a, a cool advertising piece because holy shit, some of those designs are awesome. The superhero ones, the Star Wars ones, whatever they are, those designs yeah. are killer. If the NHL did those even once in a while, holy hell, the revenue yeah. you would generate even just back to a team would be insane. But uh, you yeah. have purists go, oh, we can't. I mean, we saw, again, the blow up of the ads. If you did a weekend where whatever team did a, a Star Wars type design or something, you may have some of the purists blow their top. I, I don't think the NHL sees that as a necessity. You know, I think that when you look at some of those smaller leagues, I think they see that as revenue base. I think the NHL looks at it and says, hey, listen, you know, we can put in our team store 300 of our home away and whatever, and we can make money with these occasional specialty jerseys. But they don't they don't need to. And then in the same sense, I also think the NHL looks is a quality control thing, too, for the jerseys. I yeah. think that, you know, they're obviously manufactured at a certain place. I think there's a certain level. I think the one thing you'll see, I, I don't think you'll ever see the NHL walk out on, on the ice or skate on the ice in a supplemented jersey, which is the case in a lot of those specialty jerseys. I don't think I don't right. think quality control wise, and I also don't think branding wise they'd ever want to do that. No. They I mean the the shield, the NHL shield is bigger than individual teams. Sure. No, the cost of your money. And then yeah. you put ads on jerseys, which yeah, I mean they're just trying to stream. They're just trying to make revenue wherever they can, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna say it right now. Within the next two, to, I, I think when, I think in the next two to three years, the NHL switches back to white jerseys at home, blue on the road, because I think they do that as a marketing thing. I really believe that. I don't know if you guys agree with it or not. The only reason I switched it before was, you know, there's all these things that say that the home jerseys sell more than the away jerseys. So I think they do that every. I think that continues to happen every 10 to 15 years. They switch them back around. You know what? And, and again, shooting off, off the hip, just looking at, at the calendar. This is the last year of Adidas next year or the year after this next season would be the smart time to do that. Yeah, it happens. That's my opinion. So, uh, I mean, again, we've covered a lot on this topic, like it, not like it. We, we wanted to at least uh, broach it with some different people and, and have a good discussion uh, Justin, did you, I know you wanted to touch on another topic a little bit, or you, you pretty much good. Um, I've gone across it there. It, it's just interesting to see the, you know, um, just different issues, different sets of, uh, public concerns. But, you know, when you have, uh, I, I have watched the announcement regarding the PHF and this new league, and there's just a lot of confusion and I am, Standing, I have two jerseys behind me that I don't think are going to be worn next year because I think the the entire women's pro league is going to look a lot different. And I think it, it, there's a mirror of what we've been talking about, which I just don't think I just don't think the the, the leaders that be in these organizations have have thought in these two cases everything through. So I'm I'm pretty shocked at how the uh, information is rolled out about the PHF and their their new relationship with um, those investors. So that's all I got. I, we've, we've covered a lot of ground, like you said, doc. Uh, Dan, any other final thoughts for you? Uh, you know, I think the uh, gets us some expos folks. Get uh, out there. And yeah. Coming up August the 12th is the migrate expo. Uh, yeah. You got migrate and then uh, South Jersey and then 
uh, Wade's in uh, St. Louis. I think the next three, then yeah, you know, and then there's a small one there in Winnipeg. So, and then I think Minneapolis will have one at uh, their establishment as well. Uh, yeah. And then when's Nova? The set, uh, next March. March. Yep, Nova yeah. just did get announced a couple days yeah. ago. New we got a new for Nova. Yeah, the a Hampton Inn or West, something like that. Same area though; it's right by the airport. Yeah. So those that yeah. do that travel on town. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's good. It's bigger. Uh, Francis yeah. says he's going to have, he's going to be able to bump it from like 40, 44 tables at like 65 to 70. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Good for Francis. And, what and we, with your expo, we, we got some, some happy news could make it even more fun is with the, uh, the NHL schedule dropping. There is a game <laughs> the Saturday night of the yeah! uh, expo. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have a few other surprises I'm working on. Um, I'm trying to get like a, a national um, branded um, um, auction house. And it's, it's one that's, it's a bigger name auction house. That's probably going to attend. I'm working on a couple other people who are going to attend. And I'm, I'm also considering a couple autograph guests through one of our other vendors. Um, so, you know, I'm really trying to grow it. I want to make it, you know, again, so community based and I want to make it where it's fun for people to visit. The hockey game thing is huge. You know, we've, We've missed that the last couple of years. So Saturday night, um, I think getting a group of guys to go over to the Blues game will be a lot of fun, and I think it'll provide for some some more camaraderie in in the in the group. So, um, you know, we need, I'm, I'm we need to uh, try and pull some strings with the team, uh, both of us, and and see if we can pull off a box or something. Yeah, well, I'm I'm I've already I'm, I'm working on that. See, Let's just see put it how that way. So. Have any of you guys gone to Migraine, uh, their expo? I want uh, no. to. I have not ever had the chance to, unfortunately. It always um, falls It always falls bad for me and bad timing. And then, um, you know, I, I go to South Jersey. I drive there. And this year I want to go to St. Louis. So I'm saving my money for St. Louis. Uh, well, thank you, Dan. I no, I, it's been too long since I've seen you, Dan. You definitely need to come down. August is hard for me because I, I do, um, obviously, with my ties to the autograph and you know, community beyond the game used hockey stuff. I, I do, I go to the national, the nationals in Chicago this year, the sports national. So I've got plans to attend that. So it's just really hard. Cause I do work some Saturday, you know, I work Saturdays and uh, my schedule just, it's hard for me to get away for too many events. Um, I already told Francis, I will be attending the Nova again in March. I'm trying to bring um, this guy, the, the doc along with me, if I can talk him into it. See what uh, we can we'll pull do, off by that. Maybe we'll do the podcast right from the uh, right from the the floor there at the show. That's that's my eventual goal. And again, uh, before gotta, I wrap this up, I'm just going to keep plugging that too. Is the podcast? It's it's on YouTube. It's on all the different podcast platforms. Thank you. The number of of listens we get and likes and comments are huge. I mean, it we do it because it's fun. There's there's no money in this. There won't ever be money in this, but it's fun. It's these kind of debates, these kind of conversations. Um, I was, I was honestly, I was heartbroken not be able to do it last week because thinking about it for days, getting all this plan in my head, and then the weather just screws it up. But um, there'll be be some other shows. I have an interview I've got to do next week uh, for somebody that's uh, that's leaving the hobby. So we'll be I'll be doing. Um, the interviewer on that next week. I'm working on some 
again, long shots, but I'm going to try and get a couple pros that I know um, collect some of their own stuff. So I've got some early feelers out to see if I can pull that off. Um, we'll just see how things go. But again, thank you guys all for the support. If you have thoughts, questions, if you maybe want to come on, reach out. It's other than being via Zoom, it's just us talking a hobby that we all know. And you don't have to have intimate knowledge if you're newer. I don't care. It's this is fun. And and I think all of us have a good time with it. And and it's something different. And hey, let's use the technology we have. Yep. Gentlemen, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Thanks, Doc, for being the best. Hey, yeah, thanks, it, Doc. It's thanks fun. For and, um, I'm I'm glad uh uh Justin, you've uh gone through some things. I'm glad you're doing better. Wade uh fucking had surgery this morning and is doing a podcast tonight. I mean, that, that shows how tough hockey collectors are. They say hockey players are tough. I mean, freaking hockey collectors, look at this stuff. Yeah, I love this stuff. I, I, I love it. You know, I love, I, love, I love our community, you know, and um, I've been so lucky to have made so many great friends and make, meet so many great people in this. I'm, I'm blessed. So glad to be here tonight. Yeah, I agree. Gentlemen, we will see you back next time. Enjoy it. Take care. Night-night.